You are listening to an episode of the Beehive podcast, Rubies and Gold. We are so happy you're here. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on so you don't miss a thing. And if you're a bit late to the party, welcome. Why not pop back and catch up on any episodes you've missed so far? Hello and welcome to episode five of our Beehive podcast, Rubies and Gold. I am your host, Karen, and each episode I'll be sharing my Beehive pod with some awesome people and I'll be doing my best to drag out the stories you are going to want to hear. Last episode, I was joined by Becca and Charlotte as we went through our journey from pop-up to permanent. They are back again today. Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, We're going to continue that story chatting about how we landed in a brand new place to change lives in. In January 2020, Charlotte, we got a grant from the Kent Community Foundation, great place, um, which launched you into an employed role as our learning and development manager, looking after all of our volunteers. Um, Your role has changed quite a bit since then, and so we'll be coming back to talk about that in a later episode, but that first year didn't quite go as we thought it might. No. No, it it looked a little bit different to what had been sold to me. (laughs) (laughs) But then the world looked a little bit different to to everybody. So, yeah, so it was very different because that was the year that COVID hit. (laughs) Yes, it was indeed. And that January, at that point, we had already started as a team to talk about needing to find a new space, a new shop, um, we were growing up and we knew that we needed somewhere different, somewhere where that we could do more, more. Yeah. Um, so we looked at a couple of spaces, but none of them were right. Becca, tell me a little bit about that process. So we knew we wanted somewhere where workshops could start to happen. We'd already got a few running in the shop at that point, And that felt like we, we wanted to do more of that and it to have its own space. We were kind of transforming the shop of an evening into... Um, a workshop space and we wanted more of that plus as I've mentioned before I didn't have a desk so these were some of the things we were looking for (laughs) so um, we were looking around town for something bigger than we were currently in which actually there wasn't a huge amount available Uh, there was one building I loved that had massive space but the owner of the building literally couldn't be found anywhere couldn't get there was no way to contact him so couldn't even go and see it let alone rent it there was another space in Park Mall, which we love. We love yeah. loads of the businesses in there, and it's owned by Ashford Borough Council, who've been super supportive. So kind. But mm. it's locked at night, and we knew we wanted to be able to do evening things with Prosecco yeah. and <laughs> evening workshops that people could come to after work. So that just wasn't going to work no. for us either. So um, we were we were limited uh, mm. by these like various factors, and and that we were looking for somewhere bigger. Yeah, and um, but like. In the time that we had been in that built into North Street, we stared across the road yeah. at a shop that had been empty that entire time. In mm, fact, it had been empty yeah. all the way before our pop-up, because um, there's a nice little story that we'll share a little bit later about how we had an instant connection with that shop yeah. before 
any of this. Um, but so we went and looked there, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And that had more space. It had rooms that could be used for all sorts of different things. And yeah, we loved it immediately. It was just so great. We abs, yeah, we just, we adored it. And we knew that lives would be changed in that place. Um, But then, like you mentioned, Shazzleface, um, COVID hit. And I think the whole world feels at this point like the less said about that, the better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was a massive catalyst to us, like, definitively leaving our home at 2 North Street. And so we do need to mention it a bit. Yeah. on the 21st of March 2020, we had to close our doors for, at that point, an unknown <laughs> amount of time. I remember um, we thought it was just three weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just three yeah. weeks. Um, didn't end up to be that. And we didn't know at that point that that day when we closed our doors, we wouldn't reopen in that shop, yeah. which is a bit sad, isn't it? It's a little bit um, sad, yeah. COVID was an unknown quantity. <laughs> Um, lockdown was looking to be going on for a good long while and Becca you were furloughed from your role it made sense from a business point of view yeah Charlotte you stayed in your role to be able to support the volunteers in such a hard time Um, and because you were staying in your role you absorbed some of Becca's um, job that would still pop up from time to time yeah absolutely Um, I have to just say at this point you did an incredible job like incredible because that was a horrendous time and it was a massive thing for you (laughs) and so we are so proud i had to pull my big girl pants up (laughs) yeah you did (laughs) really high really high really high there's no amount of early years teacher that had like really given me prepared me for that kind of role um yeah, let's talk about learning on the job. Yeah, but you did an amazing job, so thank you for that. And thank I know you. that you'll hate me for saying that yes, I really publicly, do. <laughs> but that's why I didn't tell you I was going to. Um, so, after some back and forth with our landlord, um, we mm-hmm. made the decision to put the beehive into storage while we waited out the initial COVID crisis. Um, we gave notice, and for a range of reasons, um, we then essentially found out we had one week to... <laughs> pack up a two-story building and put it into storage. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, you and I snapped into action, like the soldiers we are. That's what um, you guys do best. <laughs> yeah, we are good in a crisis. Um, and Becca, basically, you... problem solver and cheerleader. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Becca, you were furloughed, and so legally you couldn't do anything to help, which was it was horrendous. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> watching us like (laughs) can't do anything um so we had weird restrictions that we didn't know how to navigate um so we couldn't do the normal thing of just shouting out and be like everyone come and help us um which is what we normally do um there were there were things like having PPE and social distancing mm. and being restricted with how many people could be in the building at one time and um, all these things that were ridiculous for us at that moment um I was shielded and so I had to go down to the shop in the dead of night when no one else was around and <laughs> um, I felt like some kind of weird I, I felt like I was going to get into trouble like pulled over by the police like where are you going and that building was scary yeah, it was <laughs> Um, and at that point, like you genuinely weren't allowed to be out driving no. if you weren't going to work. And so I had prepared in my head, if they stop me, I'm going to work. 
Um, but so I couldn't be there with any other people, so I snuck around like a little thief. Um, and Charlotte, I don't know about you, but thinking back to that time, like my heart genuinely starts to beat a bit quicker um, because it was such a whirlwind. It was like we were sucked into some kind of vortex. Um, whereas in the past, we'd been... You know, in the words of High School Musical, everything we do, we're all in this together. Yeah. All of a sudden, not only had COVID separated us physically, yeah. but also it was dictating who and when and how we did things. Yeah. And that was not to have that autonomy to be able to to get on and do things in the beehive way yeah. it was was really tricky. It was really tough. And yeah, um, lots of gin later, I'm starting to <laughs> get rid of the memories. Oh yeah, um, bit of counselling. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had the most incredible help from um, some people, um, especially the council, who just provided, they provided PPE, they provided vans, they provided people, they even provided the storage unit <laughs> for us to put all yeah. of our stuff into. Um, British Gas sent vans, and people to help us um, and then there was like a whole host of volunteers from across the town um, while we still stuck to every single COVID restriction that was on us um, and then in May 2020 we emptied to North Street in its entirety um, leaving it spotlessly clean cleaner than when we went in <laughs> um, in just two days like I still don't know how we did it, but we did it. <laughs> we we did. did it. And there were so many clothes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and so many fixtures and fittings. Yes. Yeah. Um, like dad and I, like I said, went down at the dead of night. Um, we even like had to unbolt the safe from the floor. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, that thing is heavy. We like <laughs> created like a makeshift um, roller system. It just, there was so much. People had really kindly um, needed at the beginning, donated us trinkets and things yeah. to have in the shop to make it look yeah. pretty. But by the time we'd wrapped all those up and oh, put them... Oh, wrap. Yeah, we've gone yeah. minimalist now. Yeah. No, no trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlotte, looking back to those first five months of the year that were like entirely unexpected, um, what do you remember about that time? Um, first of all, that well-prepared plans don't always work out um obviously like anyone in a job I had a bit of a dream and a vision for what my role was going to look like and all of a sudden that had changed quite dramatically Mm. um and I was having to use tech I mean I'll put my hands up and say I'm quite capable using tech but I don't love it um I'm very much a face-to-face person um so I was having to use tech to be a tool like everybody else was um but I think my main memory was just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Every, take every day as it comes. Yeah. I think I did get myself into a little bit, just expect bad things to keep happening. But yeah. actually, as I look back and reflect, I can see a lot of joyful, yeah. happy moments that have created stories that have only been the things that have like been a springboard for us to move on yeah, with yeah. so if none of that had happened I don't think we'd be where we are no, now no. there were some bits of gold that absolutely you couldn't have you couldn't have expected but also could never have created yeah but I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that that community had been physically taken away mm. and how to then create community online was a was a massive thing yeah and I think we did it okay I think there were things we could have done better but I think you talk to anyone yeah. in that situation yeah. um 
but we did still create community and actually in some ways the community we created during lockdown is probably slightly better than it is now (laughs) because we're all busy again now yeah I think it created such an amazing foundation between us as a team like all of our volunteers and I know that there are several volunteers who um for them like the community that you did create in those like first five months or whatever mm. um were actually like a lifeline yeah. it was just creating space for yeah. people so we had our weekly um hangout online on a friday <laughs> and then i did something called self-care club where people could yeah. just come along and we did um i used some of my skills to teach them tools and things and then it was just a space for people to talk about how they felt yeah. and that actually it was okay to feel rubbish because yeah. it was a really rubbish situation but actually we can still look forward and um not just emotionally but physically look forward to things that are going to come as well so yeah. it was just a space so we're in storage um over the next seven months, um, <laughs> like the rest of the world, um, we basically just waited. Um, and then in December, we got the keys to 1 to 3 North Street. Um, and we kind of slowly began transforming the space, still with restrictions in place, still not fully knowing when open would come. Um, but we thought it's just time and the end should hopefully be in sight. Um, we had we were restricted by how many people could help. Um and we basically just decorated our socks off, didn't we? Yeah. Like, pretty much every day mm, in yeah. there, um, in tiny little groups of people. Normally just the three of us, really. Um, Becca, after already having... We had two move-ins um, for two different shops up to that point. Um, how different was the experience of the 1 to 3 North Street transformation from the other two? It was worlds apart. So mm. there were, two, like, two main factors in that. Uh, the first two, we had very short turnaround time to get things done. So yeah. it was really like all hands on deck, like Charlotte said, all in this together, get things done quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, but because we couldn't, we weren't allowed to be open when we got those keys, we had months yeah. to get the new shop ready, which was good because we couldn't get loads of people in. Yeah. But it also meant we really had time to yeah. plan to do things well. Um, and also, the the new new shop was much more of a blank canvas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Whereas in the old shops, we'd made them work for mm-hmm. us what it looked like. This one, we were able to plan. Actually, what do we want from this space yeah. and start from scratch? And, and then also because we'd been shut, because of the amazing government funding that had been out there for businesses mm. to support them in COVID, because of the furlough payments, um, we had quite a healthy bank account, which again, yeah. we really <laughs> hadn't had no. in the previous shops. And so we were able to do things really well yeah. and we were able to get a new coffee machine, a really like, an, a much upgraded coffee mm. machine to, to build our own till area that was to our specifications, to do things to a really high standard. We always did things to a yeah. high standard. But always but, with like a limit to how yeah, high we a budgetary restriction, yeah. which of course there still was, but yeah. like a much larger um, budget behind mm. us to be able to do things really well. Mm. So it just, it felt very different. Yeah. Um, so we reopened our doors in our brand new shop um, in April 2021, yeah. which was over a year since we had shut our doors for that unknown last time and so much has happened in our new space like (laughs) so much um becca can you just give me a little snippet of how the last year and a half has been 
oh, it has been amazing. Um, I sometimes describe it as like the first shop we were like babies and the second one we were like children finding our feet and finding how to be in the world and then this one is like teenagers where yeah. you get to spread your wings and be you, learn yeah. what you looks like and we've really got to do that. So oh, there's so many things that have happened. We launched a membership scheme yeah. which is you know, a little bit like your Boots Loyalty card but family like we do at the beehive pretty Um, very pretty very pretty and (laughs) stories and community Mm. and uh within like 24 hours we sold out 50 founding members of that that was amazing we launched our own merchandise which Mm -hmm. is brilliant i love seeing people around town with their tote bags (laughs) um we have loads of workshops because our new uh, shop has its own workshop workshop room so we've had the public speaking course running charlotte's done loads of workshops out of that space we've been able to hire it out as well to for other people that don't have that kind of space we launched our ebay shop which is amazing (laughs) Mm -hmm. i spend way too much time looking at all the data on that because it's just so exciting how it's growing we have employed more people some people's hours have been increased we had two people we employed off the kickstarter scheme which was so great that we were able to give young Mm -hmm. people an opportunity to work that was funded by the government and then be able to keep keep one one. of them on so she has stayed with us and has changed our lives for sure and there's so many so many things that I could say but yeah I think those are my highlights we even won two awards this year oh gosh yeah and we won the muddy stiletto again which we were talking about um earlier and um we also won the Ashford business award for innovation which was one like both were 100% <laughs> unexpected yeah. shockers we were finalists in three categories and I think it to finally be like recognized in as, business, as in business yeah. you know it, it, this is a not-for-profit this is yeah. a charity this is a place where people are loved and we do those kind of soft yeah. skill type yeah, things yeah. and for other people in the Ashford business world to be recognizing that actually what we're doing good business too I think we didn't really recognize that no. ourselves <laughs> until someone else had to point it out to yeah. us I um, mean you and I were sitting in the presentation to um Tony who was amazing and uh, one of the judges and we had to do this presentation yeah. and kind of answer questions and stuff and he just like at the end was like oh you're very good business women and we were like are we us? <laughs> you yes (laughs) but like I mean sometimes because like you say because of the things that we do that is so much about loving people we forget that we're actually trying to be like savvy in running a successful business Mm. because that contributes to the economy and it contributes to the high street and so yeah winning those awards was like incredible for us wasn't it yeah it really was yeah I think so much that we do is qualitative in Mm. as much Mm. as we do such you know things with quality and excellence so then to have the importance of the awards and I think as we are in our teenage years we're starting to grow in as much as we know that we need to collect data because that quantitative stuff is so important and and that represents the business side of it which is how Becca's brain just works so well for for that and it's that it's those two things that run alongside each other that I think make us unique yeah Yeah. absolutely and like we definitely felt that especially um when it came to the innovation award because Mm. like we've just been doing what our hearts has been telling us to do um but actually like forgetting that what we're doing is actually very innovative yeah yeah um so Charlotte what has your highlight been since we've been in our new shop just one 
Oh, just one. <laughs> oh, um, my highlight, I think, has to be having a workshop room. Yeah. <laughs> it's having, kind of your domain. Really. Having somewhere where I can run courses and workshops where I know the space, it's in our home, yeah. that immediately takes away the, the thought of having to rearrange the shop Set floor, yeah. um, it feels safe up there, people aren't in the sight of the street anymore. Um, and they and can like talk freely because there's a door. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think for a lot of people it is a safe space, mm. and we always have the, the phrase, you know, what happens in the beehive stays in the beehive, yeah. and unless they want someone to advocate for them yeah. and, and, and help them have a voice. So, yeah, definitely the workshops, definitely dreaming about future workshops. I love, I love yeah. all of that, and also now, almost a year down the line of this season of workshops, having a chance to reflect and think about what we love with them, yeah. what we don't love, how we can make, how them, we better. Can make them better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, a few classic Karen facts and figures, because you know I love a bit of data. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte laughs at me regularly because she hates data. I love it. I love hearing it though. Thank you. Yeah, I do love Thank hearing you. it. I feel really seen and valued yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Um, we had in the like in the first one year, just one year, we had 102 referrals. Wow. We gave away over 1,557 pounds worth of clothes. <laughs> in our cafe, we sold 2,687 coffees, 465 ice drinks, 867 cups of tea, 1,396 cakes and treats. We had 153 people at coffee club. 26 workshops, sold 300 pieces of merch, had 122 members sign up and sold 15,132 items in our clothing boutique. Wow. <laughs> Big numbers. No wonder I feel tired. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder we're all like, give me a nap. <laughs> yeah, that was just year one, like not yeah. even thinking about the last six months. Um, so what a first year back. Um, we really should just take a moment to massively thank every single one of our volunteers on our mm. team like not just now but like historically um nothing we ever achieved could be done without them so if you're listening the whole beehive team whether you're up front or behind the scenes you are so loved and valued and we really do not take you for granted um like i think the thing that we will say often is that this story is as much yours volunteers as it is ours. So thank you so much yep. for all that you do. I think add to that as well, the paid staff who aren't still mm. with us. So Nick uh, doesn't do her hours as part no. of the Beehive anymore. We've had Yvonne who first started with us, yeah. Lorna, Beth, who was one of our Kickstarters, yeah. and they've all gone on to, you know, new jobs, new yeah. roles, but we really wouldn't look like this without no. without them at all too. Not no. at all. So we, we've had some amazing people yeah. over the years and yep. our volunteers now are just fantastic too so thank you everyone we love you yeah thank you um we obviously have more stories to bring we always have more stories um <laughs> we have more beehive things to talk about so there is more coming on the rubies and gold podcast and um, thank you for joining us at home um if you're in ashford pop by for a coffee one day we'd love to see you um charlotte and becca you'll both be back another day but for now thank you for being here welcome thank you Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode on rubies and gold. You won't want to miss an episode, so make sure you like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on. 
We'd also love to hear from you. Reach out and tell us your thoughts, or if you have questions to ask, drop us an email at rubiesandgoldpod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or just stop by for coffee one day if you're nearby. We'd love to see you. <laughs>